Welcome to the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church Podcast, where we listen, learn, and love together. Our speaker today is Pastor Jonathan Pinato. I don't know when Jesus is going to come. I hope he comes soon. But if he doesn't come soon, generations after us will come and they'll read about what's happening and what's taking place right now. In the same way that we read history textbooks about the events of the 20th century, about World War I and the Great Depression of 1929 and those kinds of things, generations that come after us, if time lingers here on this earth, they will read about the year 2020 and the great worldwide coronavirus pandemic. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk about the church, and I want to talk about its origin and its mission. So let's talk about the church. Let's first start with definitions. Uh, what does the word church mean? Uh, where does it come from? Well, the word church uh, comes from the Greek word ekklesia. And the word ekklesia from the Greek is a, a compound word made up of two different parts. Uh, the first part of the word ekklesia is ek, which is a preposition, which means um, to, to uh, come from or out, uh, from or out from. And the second part is uh, of the word ekklesia, where we get the word church from, is uh, kaleo. That's the ekklesia part, kaleo, just conjugated um, in the Greek. And the, and the word kaleo in the Greek means to call, to call. And so if you put the two, uh, the two uh, parts of the word together, ek, out of or from, and to call, uh, some people understand the word ekklesia to mean those who have been called out. Those have been called out. Now, the word was used in the first century uh, Greco-Roman world uh, to designate a congregation of individuals or an assembly of people. Now, what's fascinating about the word ecclesia is that in the first century Greco-Roman world, the term ecclesia was widely used, and it did not have a spiritual religious connotation the way the word church does Today, it was simply a secular term used to describe, again, a congregation of people, the congregating of people, or the assembling of people, uh, an assembly. Um, it was often used with legislative assemblies or, or town hall meetings um, or city hall meetings. That, that's when the term ecclesia was used. It's only through time, through the passage of time, that the term ecclesia, translated church, uh, took upon itself a religious, spiritual connotation. But that word there already gives us a glimpse of what the word church means. An assembling of people, a gathering of people, a congregation, a congregating of people. Uh, it's kind of similar to the term that we use today, uh, for example, convention center, right? Uh, convention center is a place where people convene together. So that's already given us an understanding of what the church, of the word church means. A gathering, an assembling, a congregating of people. Now, there's another word that was also used, not so much in the Greco-Roman world during the first century, but it was used among the Jewish world. And that was the, that's the term synagogue, or from the Greek synagoge, which is also a compound word in the Greek made up of the preposition soon, uh, which means with, 
and ago, which means to lead uh, someone or to take uh, someone. That's kind of the idea. Sin with and to lead somebody with. And it also, in the Jewish custom and Jewish culture, it meant a gathering also of people um, that we're, we're guiding together, we're walking together, we're being together, synagogue, uh, synagogue and ecclesia. So very fascinating. Now, the term synagogue wasn't really used uh, for the church. I believe there's only one time in the New Testament that the New Testament writers use the term synagogue for the Christian church. The main term that was used to designate the Christian church in the New Testament times was the word ecclesia, that is church. So, Here's the main point, what I want to say. The word church, what it means, is not a building, but the word church means the people. Did you catch that? That's one of the main points here, very important. The church, by definition, is not a building, but rather the gathering of people. Now, the first time that the word ecclesia is used in the Bible and in the New Testament is found in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And here the Bible says, and Jesus replied and he says, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church Again, in the Greek, ecclesia, again, this is the very first time in the New Testament that the word ecclesia, church, is used. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Now, I've preached a sermon about this passage before, and so I'm not going to get into the explanation about, well, what does it mean? He said Peter and on the rock and these kinds of things. But I want our takeaway from this passage should be the fact that Jesus says that the church is built on the rock and that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What reassuring words from Jesus, especially at this moment and in this juncture in time, when the church is empty and the church has been closed for three weeks and the church will continue to be closed for a whole nother month and we're not sure what's going to happen after that. The words of Jesus clearly tell us that even though the church is growing through a trial right now, the church in the end will come out of this triumphant and victorious. And again, when I say that the church will come through this trial victorious, uh, remember the definition of church, right? A church is not a building. The church is the people. The church is you and I. Uh, The church is the gathering and the assembling of God's people. And so when I say that the church will come through this victorious, we will come through this trial victorious, I'm not saying that this church building will be victorious, that that this local edifice here of Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church, located at 7951 Lennox Avenue, will come through the trial victorious. No, when this is all over, when it's all said and done, what Jesus is promising us here is that we, you and I, will be able to gather together once again. That you and I will be able to congregate together once again. That you and I will be able to assemble together once again. And oh, how I long again to publicly and visibly meet together and gather together with one another as the church. 
of God here in Jacksonville. Now, I'm going to have to ask you, how many of you are missing church? I've heard from several of you, and you're telling me, Pastor, I didn't realize how much I needed church, how much I missed church until now, this moment, when we can't gather anymore, where we can't meet together anymore. Remember, the church is not a building. The church is you and I. The church is the people of God. Now, I was speaking to my field secretary Um, Pastor Javier Diaz, not too long ago, and he was sharing with me. He says, Jonathan, he said, perhaps now more than ever, we are understanding that we never went to church. Are you guys catching that? We're now, because of circumstances outside of our control, we have now realized more than ever that we never went to church. No, but rather we are the church. What we did, what we used to do, and what we hope to do once again, is we hope to gather together in a particular location that is in this building. We hope to congregate in the building. We assemble in the building, but the building was never the church. We, again, you and I are the church. And this building even though it's empty, and this building, even though it's closed, and this building can deteriorate, and one day this building may not even exist, but Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church will always exist because the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church is not this building, but it is you and it is I. The church in Jacksonville will remain long after this building is no more. And that's why Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. Now, I saw this meme the other day that I just had to share with you, and uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen right now so you can see it. But again, when we understand that the church is not a building, that the church is the people are the people, then we understand this statement of Jesus where two or three are gathered together, are assembled together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. And so that's why it's important. I've been asking you, how are you worshiping? Because you are the church. Wherever you are on Sabbath, that is where the church is because you are the church. And so I ask you, how are you worshiping God? Even though we're not gathering in this building right now, how are you worshiping God? How are you keeping the seventh day Sabbath holy as the church of God where you are? And that's not a a rhetorical question. I want to hear from you. Let me know. Text me. Some people were sharing with me what they've been doing, and I want to hear from you. Text me. Call me. Let me know. How are you worshiping where you are? Which brings us now to the second part of our presentation from this morning. The first part, the origins of the church, the meaning of the word church, and how it's developed through time, and the inspirational words that Jesus says about the church coming through trial and adversity and being victorious. Now, the second part of our sermon is about the mission of the church or the purpose of the church, and that's such a huge topic. But I just want to read one verse uh, found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And now, while the word church isn't specifically used in this passage, we know it's speaking about the church because it's speaking about the people. It's speaking about the believers. And so notice what this passage says. And it says that they, the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, 
to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so just imagine this. This is uh, describing the New Testament church, the early church that was gathered in the upper room. Keyword, gathered. They were gathered. They were assembled together. And so what happened when God's people assembled together? Well, this passage describes it. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So important that as we gather together, we focus on the Bible and on the teaching of the Bible, specifically here, the apostles' teaching, which would be the writings of the New Testament. Uh, Jesus also referred to the prophets and to the Psalms and to the, the books of the law, which is the Old Testament. So how important that we, as we gather, we focus on teaching and learning. And so I come back to that question. How are you worshiping as the church? Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So how are you worshiping? How are you engaging in a teaching ministry and learning where you are currently right now? Number two, not only did they devote themselves to the apostles' teachings, but the Bible also says that when they gathered, they devoted themselves to fellowship. And that's something that we can't uh, do too much right now, at least not in person. Um, but we still can stay in touch with one another. We can call one another. Uh, we're experimenting right now as a church with Zoom, and there's probably other ways that we could try to stay connected with one another. But let's, it's important, even though we can't physically fellowship, we can't spend time together, yet let's try to see how we can still stay connected to one another. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, number two. The church devoted themselves, the gathering of people devoted themselves to fellowship, also to the breaking of bread, eating, something we can't do right now. But that's why uh, we love fellowship meals and we encourage everyone to stay for fellowship meals. It's biblical. It's right there. Um, but, um, but maybe you can just have special meal times right now at home. Again, the question is, how are you worshiping as a church where you are, two or three gathered together in the name of Jesus? Maybe you can make your meal times in your homes a special time. I'm thinking about someone mentioned today, we were having a meeting with the pastors over Zoom today, and they're talking about Easter and the importance of communion and um, just trying to find creative ways to still have communion with God and communion with one another, even though we can't physically meet. And so when I'm reading this here, they devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, is how could we become creative with our meal time, turn our meal time into a sacred moment, um, maybe even... Wow, this would really, no, I'm not going to say it. I just got an idea, but uh, I'm not going to say it. It's probably, um... anyways, I'm not going to say it. Let's move on from that. All right. So when the church gathered together, they dedicated themselves to the apostles' teachings, to fellowship, to the, pra- the breaking of bread, and to prayer. How important. Our field secretary for North Florida, Pastor Javier Diaz, has organized uh, a, pr- a telephone prayer conference every Friday at 7.35 a.m., A couple days ago, I sent out the link for you to join. I don't know how many of you were able to join or not, but I think it's so important for us to dedicate ourselves to prayer during this time. Uh, We're trying to figure out how to do something similar here in our church, maybe using Zoom uh, or Facebook Live or even just a a telephone conference. We're working on that, Um, but so important to dedicate ourselves to prayer pray with one another, even though we can't do it physically together, but maybe we can still do it uh, through the telephone or online or some other way. And so when we speak about the origins of the church, the definition of the word church, when we speak about the purpose of the church and the mission of the church, and we read in this passage, Acts chapter 242, how the, the church dedicated itself and the things that they were doing 
as they gather together is so important that especially now during this time, we make these four characteristics a priority in our lives. The teaching of Scripture, the Apostles' teaching, fellowship, Break, staying in touch with one another, staying connected with one another, breaking of bread, seeing if we can make our meal times a special times in our home and in our families. And then finally, prayer, focusing on prayer. And so moving forward, I want you to make the commitment today that you will dedicate yourself once again to being the church of God. Remember, the church is not the building. The church is you and the church is me. I want to ask you today to make the commitment that when this is all said and done, when this is all over, that you will rededicate yourself to gathering once again, to becoming and staying and keeping in touch with the church of God and being the church of God in its assembly and its, in, and its gathering together. I want to ask you today to make the commitment that you will dedicate yourselves to those four things, those four, those four mission points or, or purposes that the New Testament church had, focusing on the teaching, focusing on scripture during this downtime, during this quarantine time, during this time when we need to be safer at home. How about we dedicate ourselves to spending time in God's Word? How about we dedicate ourselves to fellowship, staying in touch with one another, even though physically we can't meet, but yet calling one another, just staying connected somehow. That we can dedicate ourselves to the breaking of bread, that we somehow can make our meals a special time, a sacred time. And yes, maybe even we could figure out how we could have a special communion service even though we can't gather together. Let's think about that some. And then finally, if you can make the commitment today to dedicate yourself to prayer. Maybe next Friday, you'll be able to join our, our prayer line Friday morning at 7.35 a.m. Or maybe we'll be able to develop something here at the church where we can be praying with one another. And even if nothing develops here at the church, maybe you and your own personal life can dedicate yourself to prayer, spend more time in prayer during this time that we are spending at home. And so, God bless you. Let's keep in touch. Let's stay connected. Each one reach one. Stay healthy. Stay safe. God bless you. And have a happy rest of the Sabbath. This podcast is brought to you by the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. Connect with us on www.jaxsda.org or on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to sharing more inspiring messages with you.